Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most interesting and inspiring healthcare leaders. I really want to thank you for tuning in again, and I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.com slash reviews, where you could take a look at our Apple podcast and leave a rating and review. I love hearing from you all. And so take a time, take a minute, leave us a note about what you thought about the show today. And I always will promise to make sure that if you have any ideas, we'll make sure to implement them. That's what Outcomes Improvement's all about. It's about listening and doing your best to make sure you deliver to your customer, which is the patient. And so without further ado, I want to introduce an outstanding guest today. His name is Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. is a physician consultant. He is the founder and CEO of CM Lee Jr. Companies. He is also an author of a book called Persist, How to Beat the Things That Make Us Quit. An amazing gentleman that does also practice in healthcare. And so what I want to do right now is open up the mic to Dr. Lee and have him fill in any of the gaps in the intro. Dr. Lee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, that's great. Great kind of overview of some of the things I've been able to do. Do some work in a personal development space. And that's where the book kind of came from. And I just enjoy working with uh, employers trying to help them get their uh, workers' comp costs down. And it's a critical initiative, Dr. Lee, to bring those costs down because they can often be one of the largest line items aside from labor for employers. And so I think it's really interesting that you focus there. Yeah, unbelievable (laughs) line item, depending on the structure of the organization. Yeah, some of them just straight pay cash for everything and just deal with a third party to handle their claims. But just what I found is sometimes with the employer, there's a disconnect with how the case is being managed. And so, you know, I bring my experience as occupational medicine physician, just trying to help the employer work with employee engagement and health and wellness, as well as if there is a claim, you know, how do you compress that claim get the employee taken care of with, with proper care and, and back to work as, as soon as possible. Man, that's so cool. And, and so, Dr. Lee, tell us something. What got you into medicine to begin with? What's the genesis of it all for you? Yeah, so my mom's a nurse, uh, so she introduced oh, cool. me into medicine very, very early. Uh, and I'll try to keep the, the short story brief, but uh, one night, so when she, when she started off uh, nursing, she was working a night shift, and uh, I don't know how exactly she negotiated this, but one night I was at work with her, single mom, and she was trying to figure out what she's going to do with the kids, and so she took me to work with her. And I had the opportunity to see what it was like. She worked in the, the NICU, the neonatal intensive oh, wow. care unit. So she worked mm-hmm. in there, took care of the really, really small babies. So what, what made me make the decision that I saw a physician come in, saw a neonatologist come in one night, and something hadn't been done for the baby. And uh, this doc was very, very upset. Mm-hmm. And so point in my life, I hadn't seen anger used in a positive way. I had never seen anger used to do good. So this she comes in and she's upset with something that didn't happen and you could just see the passion in her eyes of how passionate she was about doing right by this patient. And so I just, when she came in, it's like, Hey, this needs to get done. This didn't get done. This didn't get done. Oh, let's, let's make sure we take care of this and, and, and focus on why we're here. 
but it gave me a perfect example of how you can be very passionate about something and you can do good with it. And so that's the reason I said, hey, you know, that looks like something I want to do. I can fight for a good cause and make some positive change in healthcare. So that was kind of the, the, the main kind of catalyst that made me decide, hey, I think I want to be a physician. Yeah, that's so cool. You're in this department, the NICU, where, you know, things are so frail and gentle, the patients, the kids that are there. And you have this woman that walks in and just shows that you could use anger constructively. And all of a sudden, you're just the next thing you know, years later, you're doing some pretty amazing things, Dr. Lee. And I love it, you know, appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody uh, has a, you know, has a low catalyst. But for me, you know, that was a catalyst. And so I try to take that with me as I practice and as I consult with just understanding that, hey, the patient is, let's not forget about the patient here. I know there's, I know there's numbers. I know there's times. I know there's work schedules. But at the end of the day, the, the, the patient is the number one thing. So I, I just try to practice with that, with that kind of example in, in, in mind. For sure. And so, Dr. Lee, you know, you, you work with Workman's Comp and these uh, segments. What do you think a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today should be? And how are you and the organizations you work with approaching it? I'd probably say at the top of my list uh, from, from my vantage point is employee health and wellness. So I think in the market space, there's a lot of chatter about how much are you getting paid, what's your compensation package, uh, what's your benefits package, things like that. But uh, what kind of gets missed a lot of times is the, the health and wellness promotional piece that an employer can do for their employee. And so we all kind of know in general, if something's going on with the employee and the engagement's not there, profitability is going to be hit almost immediately. Productivity and profitability, those are both things that are going to suffer. And at the end of the day, your customer as well. So if if your employee is not engaged, that trickle down effect, it happens on a lot of different levels. So I think at the at the top of my list would be health and wellness for employees. Such a key topic there, you know, and especially with the amount of healthcare deductibles being shouldered by employees, you know, what, yes. what, what is a company to do with this dynamic? And in comes the idea of, of oh, healthcare consumerism. Now they, the actual employee has to start thinking about where they spend their healthcare dollars. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and you know, depending on the, the state structure, I, I think, you know, your employee, you're going to be paying, you know, somewhere, if you're an employer, you're going to be paying about half of what that benefits package is for that in, employee. And I know, at least in my experience, a lot of the employees, they don't know all the benefits that come with uh, a lot of the programs that they pick or the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the plans that they pick. And so, you know, I, I think from an engagement standpoint, obviously education is going to be a piece of it, but just uh, letting the employee really understand what they're paying for and what they get with that and what comes along with it from a health and wellness standpoint, because it's, you know, Honestly, medicine and, and medical insurance, it, it's, it's very reactionary, right? So it's right. like if something happens, so like, oh, what do I do? What do I do now? Or, or what's my plan say now? But I think on the health and wellness piece, focusing more on prevention, obviously, and then education on, hey, this is what your benefits are. You know, I think those are huge, huge ways like low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. on how you can decrease healthcare costs. 
That's interesting. Dr. Lee, you've always obviously been down this road many times. And give us an example of how you and your organization have improved outcomes by focusing on, on this particular area. So I'd, I'd probably say and it's very, very, very simple, but just getting all the, the stakeholders at the table and, and having a conversation. So just give you an example, uh, work with an employer and depending on the company's structure, you know, they may have a, a national medical director or a, a consultant that they're working with that kind of communicates with the treating physician on how to manage the case. And so many times you've got the, because there's a bunch of players, right? So you've got the insurance company, you've got maybe a nurse case manager, you might have a, a medical consultant, then you've got the treating physician, right? Then you've got the employee mm-hmm. and you've got the employer. So many times people are operating in silo. And I, when I say many, I'm talking over 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's working on it and nobody's at the table talking together. And so I just think a big piece of it is getting people and understanding what everybody's role is and having everybody on the same page about what we're going to do for the case. But yeah, very, very simple. And, and, and I found that when, say, you've got a, an adjuster that's working with an insurance company and you've got a treating physician that wants to get something approved, when, when everybody's operating in silo, you, you know, it might be months or weeks before something gets approved and it's the right thing for the patient. Mm-hmm. But I found when you open those doors of communication, get everybody at the table, I can get things done very, very fast for the patient when I've got buy-in from all the stakeholders, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And so putting these, these stakeholders together and just in a way that's going to help them make decisions quickly to help the patient. And in the end, you improve outcomes. And, you know, Dr. Lee, that's part of the reason why, why I started Outcomes Rocket is because coming from med device for over 10 years, I saw that a lot of people aren't talking to each other. There's a lot of silos in healthcare in general. And, you know, you said 90%. I mean, that's the truth, right? And so we're dealing with numbers this high. It's imperative that folks like yourself, Dr. Lee, take the first steps in creating it. How do we make this siloed structure, the the methods that you have in place, how do we scale this, Dr. Lee? How do we make this available across the board? That's a... uh, (laughs) That's a... That's a big, big question, but I, I would probably say in the in the beginning stages is education, and and I I know it's it's we all have our, our computer based learning, and we've all got our things we've got to do our modules on and learn about, but mm-hmm. I think in many cases people don't know what everybody else is doing. <laughs> I yeah. I think that's a big problem. So it might be a few people that understand the connection, but most folks don't know how many players that actually are there. And yeah. so I just think, you know, education on the, the overall process would be helpful. And it's funny because I was speaking at a um, California risk assessment conference a few months ago. And in my, in my breakout session, I was talking to a lot of risk managers and safety officers for organizations. And I, and I said, well, how many of you guys have an actual education system where you educate the employee on the process of the workers' comp claim. Like, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen? You're going to get a nurse case manager. You're going to have a treating physician. This is how it works when you get things authorized. This is how care is going to be rendered. And 75% had no, no, no education in place at all. And it's like, oh, yeah, we give them the packet. We say, hey, read this 4,000-page manual. Yeah. Oh, and we know what happens oh, to that packet. Yeah. And yeah, we'll check in with you in a couple months and see how you're doing. 
Well, that's going to lead to bad outcomes because the patient doesn't understand that and they think you're not on their team and you're not, you're not trying to take care of them. And again, with, with customer satisfaction. So with the employee, if the employee is not satisfied, then that leads to litigation. That leads to longer cases, right? But if you, uh, if you educate on the front end, hey, this is the system. This is how it works. These are the stakeholders. This is who. And then, hey, I'm checking in with, with you regularly. The case gets compressed significantly and mm-hmm. costs go down big time. So, you know, I would just say education. If from a workers' comp injury, you know, employee injury perspective, if you're an employer, what is your system on educating that patient, you know, for me, by educating the patient on what's the process in the claim? That's a great, great call out there, Dr. Lee. And yeah, you know, it's as simple as understanding, getting out of the trench and understanding that bird's eye view of what your treatment's looking like so that you know how to manage it. That's awesome. I know it's simple, but not a lot of people are doing it. Let's, let's get this attention to the bird's eye view and educate the patient. The patient wants to be involved, Outcomes Rocket listeners. The patient is a person. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, hey, as a patient, I want to know exactly where do I need to go if something is stuck. So I think this is really, really awesome. That Just the tidbits that you've shared, Dr. Lee, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we want to get, you know, you, you want to get the patient taken care of as quickly as, as possible. So if, if I can avoid hurdles, that's what I want to do. But I can tell you the majority of people, <laughs> when they're dealing either with their insurance, just in general, just not understanding the process and feeling like the machine isn't working for them. And so I think, you know, on one hand, we do have a responsibility as an organization. You have a responsibility as an organization to to do your due diligence and make sure you are handling your finances appropriately. So I, I get that. And that's the line item piece. But there's also the patient side. Right. And so sometimes there's a conflict between the two on the care and say the line item, how much something's going to cost. But I just think as you open those doors of communication and the other piece I would say also is the the treating physician uh, needs to be rolled into this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that the treating doc sometimes doesn't get considered in those conversations as well. But yeah, it's uh, we got, we got a lot of work to do, but you know, I'm dedicated to helping folks and and sharing the knowledge that I have to help folks speak, speed care up and uh, get costs down. Hey, Dr. Lee, that's so cool. And so give us an example of a time when you had a setback in this space and what you learned about it. Let me see. You know, I saw that question before. I was like, which one? There's been so many. (laughs) (laughs) You're learning every day. But yeah, I would probably say it would be along the lines of what I'm preaching about with communication. Uh, You know, I had a case uh, where patient had, had a fracture. We needed to move quickly on it, had reached out to the employer and tried to get the claim, you know, sped up and get the adjuster on board. But the adjuster, and so I, I, I punt it. So I'll tell you that the, the mistake that I had is that I punted it to who was handling the claim at the employer. Mm-hmm. And long story short, it ended up taking weeks for the patient to get what they needed because we couldn't get the authorizations through. And so what I learned from that is the exact thing that I'm preaching on now. What I learned from it was Mm -hmm. all of the stakeholders were not in the conversation. And so it wasn't enough for me to punt just to who who was managing the claim with the employer. I also needed to pull in the insurance company. I also needed to pull in the claims adjuster and the nurse case manager because there's a lot of stop gates along the way. So, you know, it was, was, yeah, just me kind of thinking, 
stuff was going to happen without without me lighting fires under everybody or getting everybody yeah. included. And the patient ended up suffering at the end of the day. So uh, that was, yeah, that was a huge, huge, huge mistake on my part. I took that on as, as, hey, this is something I can learn from. Get the stakeholders at the table up front. Wow. And and so this is sort of what, what became the start to your platform, right? I mean, you, you, you basically felt the pain and you saw what happened. And now, I guess, just said, hey, never again. I'm not going to let this happen. Yeah. You know, that's just a personal, you know, personal philosophy that I have. It's like, hey, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. And hey, I need to okay. look at the lesson. Even this is, this is something that sucks. I need to learn the lesson from this and then try to do everything that I can to make sure this doesn't happen again. So that's how I kind of started doing my consulting with employers and, hey, let's make sure that this doesn't repeat with yours or, hey, what's your system like in place? You know, what, what's the system that you do have in place? And say something did happen really quickly and you needed something to go quickly, how would you handle it? Uh, and you handled it really well, Dr. Lee. And listeners, this is the reason why this question's here. The reason why we ask this to all of our guests is that in your biggest challenges, in your biggest setbacks, if you look at it with the right perspective, you're going to find your biggest opportunities. And and Dr. Lee obviously did that. And what he's done is now created a ripple effect of positive change in the healthcare system. What can you take a look at now? You know, if you're going through something right now, what can you do to change the perspective and see the challenge that you have in hands as an opportunity? What comes out of there is up to you, but it could be pretty amazing. Dr. Lee, give us an example of one of your proudest leadership moments in medicine today? I'll switch gears slightly, but from a leadership perspective, I believe that everybody that you're working with, it is important for you to know their goals and aspirations outside of their current role. So I say that because in the organizational structure where I work in the clinic, it's like, hey, I've got medical assistants, I've got back office, I've got chiropractor, I've got physical therapists, I've got nurses, I've got all these folks. But for me, I always want to be interested and show my interest in what, independent of their role, what dreams and aspiration does that person have? And so the, the story I'll tell is I have an MA that I currently work with and been working with her for two years. And when we first met, I, I kind of go through this, hey, what are you into? What are your dreams? What are your what are your aspirations? What do you want to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? I got to start that. And right. like, oh my gosh, I just met you. <laughs> well, <laughs> whoa, why, why are you asking me all these questions? But long story short, <laughs> she kind of voiced her interest that she was interested in becoming a nurse. She's an MA at the time. And, uh, you know, that was her dream. So every day, just kind of asking, hey, you know, what's your plan? What are you, what are you going to do? And you have you enrolled in school? And how are you going to do this? And just kind of talking. And over a two-year time frame, she is in her last year uh, getting ready to start her nursing program, and she was full-time. She is now doing part-time and is going to finish up her nursing degree in less than a year. Nice. So that's the type of stuff that really lights me up from a leadership mm -hmm. perspective. If you're leading people, they need to understand that you care about them, not just their role, not just the organization's benefit from having them there, but 
show that you are genuinely interested in them being successful in life and as a person. And you got to know their dreams and aspirations to do that. So when she, when she came in and said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go part-time. I'm going to finish up my degree. I'm less than a year out. It just welled my heart up with joy that I was able to just continue to encourage her and give her that confidence that she can do this. She can figure this out. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's a good reminder, Dr. Lee, you know, we, we work with people and we're not just robots in a, in a factory. And it just it's so important to line up to other people's needs, wants, and desires and dreams. Yeah, because once you have once you have their buy-in, once they know that you're interested in them and not just their role or their profit line that they're associated with, they're more engaged in the workplace. They're, oh. they're more engaged in the workplace because they know that you have now aligned yourself with their goals as well. It's not, it, is it just the employer's goals, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You're now aligned with their personal goals. And uh, that's, that's the ultimate level of engagement there. Powerful. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Uh, Dr. Lee, getting close to the end here, let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 course or the ABCs of Dr. Lee. And so we're going to write out the syllabus here. I've got four lightning round questions for you. We'll answer those quickly. And then we'll finish up the syllabus with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. What's the biggest and best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I would say, man, I was all ready for this. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say education. Yeah, I would say education. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Not communicating, operating in silos. I'm going to stay with what, I, what we've been talking about. <laughs> Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Staying on cutting edge, always looking for the next thing and anticipating or, or expecting it instead of optimizing what's working right now always be looking toward uh, what's up and coming. What is one area of focus that should drive all else in your organization? I'd say employee engagement. You know, how engaged are they? How aligned are the organization's goals with that person's individual goals? And finally, Dr. Lee, what is your all-time favorite book that you'd recommend to the listeners on this syllabus? Ooh, that would be a tough one, but I'd probably say the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant book and an excellent framework for effectiveness. Outstanding. So listeners, you don't have to write any of this down. Go to outcomesrocket.com slash D-R-L-E-E. That's Dr. Lee. And you'll be able to find all the show notes that we've discussed, as well as the syllabus that was just created for you and your success, as well as links to the book, as well as the links to all the things that Dr. Lee is up to. Visit that outcomesrocket.com slash D-R-L-E-E. You'll be able to find it there. Dr. Lee, before we conclude, I'd just like to ask you to share one closing thought to the listeners and then the best place where they could get a hold of you. So I I always kind of end with some personal development stuff, but I would just say, hey, if if you have a vision, you've got a vision for your life or your organization, just to, uh, to keep pushing after that vision, continue to optimize and do not give up too early. And the best place to uh, connect with me is uh, you can just Visit me on the web, my website. It's uh, ClarenceLeeJr.com. Fantastic, Dr. Lee. Thank you so much. And listeners, be sure to persist like Dr. Lee talks about and beat those things that make us quit. And Dr. Lee, again, just want to extend a big warm thank you to you and on behalf of the listeners and myself for being on the show today. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I had a great time. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. 
Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 